We could yeah, hear him leaving the parking lot. All right. All right, it should be fine. Here we go. Hey yo, I'm CK and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but the whole purpose behind it. What started out as a practice of podcasting, as well as speaking in general, has evolved into a practice of self-coaching and self-reflection while espousing half-thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. As always, I'm fortunate to be joined by my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hey, that's me. Pam is also my pattern awareness manager, and every Sunday we reflect on our past week and my progress with this practice, along with other lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtues of practice itself. We're doing this on the fly, and our dialogue here is unedited, so don't hold me responsible for what we say here. Make sure to check out my show notes, where I'll provide some fact-checking, self-psychoanalysis, and commentary on things I could have done better. You may find this and more information about this project at forcesofequal.com slash practice. We're recording today on February 14th, 2021, and this is practice session number 51, and it's Valentine's Day. It is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, Pam. <laughs> Thanks, Not you that too. We really care or celebrate these Hallmark holidays. Mm-mm. But, oh man, there's so much traffic going on today <laughs> in our neighborhood. Uh, our listeners probably won't hear that background noise, that car noise, because I'll be able to take out most of it, hopefully. But anyway, let's start off with the quote for the week. And today's quote comes from Viktor Frankl. And for those of you who don't know Viktor Frankl, he is a Holocaust survivor. And I actually don't know if he's still alive. I don't think there's any Holocaust survivors still around anymore, are there? I think there's a few. Very few. But... He became a psychologist, and his work, uh, he has a book called Man's Search for Meaning, which I would highly recommend. And I actually just finished memorizing a different quote from Viktor Frankl, which is along along the lines of Stoic philosophy, which is why, probably one of the reasons why I like a lot of his stuff. But anyway, today's quote from Viktor Frankl goes like this. When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And short and sweet, and goes along with similar themes that we've discussed before. And in this case, it reminds me immediately, like my first instinct was of the fundamental attribution error. Can you describe that? Yeah, it's basically a cognitive bias where we tend to put blame or we perceive as others having the faculty of doing things or... um, (laughs) Why is is this (laughs) definition so hard for me? Basically, it's a person versus situation debate. So 
we tend to see if people do something wrong or negatively, we tend to see it as their own fault. But when we do the same thing or similar things, we see it as someone else's fault or the situation. It's because of the situation. It's not our own fault. So our perspective differs whether it's occurring to us or to someone else. Got it. And whether it's something that you see them doing wrong, like a a behavior that's faulty or dysfunctional or whatnot. So we tend to see others being at fault on their own. It's their own fault that something wrong happened. Whereas for us, it's someone else's or something else's fault or Mm -hmm. the time or situation's fault. So uh, with a quote, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are cha- we are challenged to change ourselves. It kind of goes into the whole my whole thing with con- complex systems and the hierarchic holons, where there's you know us humans as a system, and then our subsystems below us that we have autonomy over that we should be able to have control and will that we can have free will and decide over but when we're no longer able to change a situation of course there's super system considerations so there's things outside of us that we can't necessarily control and we're dependent on where there's no autonomy you know we can't function outside of our ecosystem, for example, like we have to adhere to the laws of gravity. (laughs) And so we're dependent on stuff like this outside of us in our super system. So when we can't change those things, we are challenged to change ourselves, those things that we do have control over. And a lot of this has to do with mindset and of course, mindfulness. So the way we perceive things and the way that we integrate the super system with our subsystems is where we can have the amount of autonomy that we have available to us while still living with the dependencies of our super systems. So yeah, the quote stood out to me because of that. Uh, Basically, it relates a lot to my own functional systems integration philosophy and also the quote that I've been learning over the past week. Basically the quote, the other quote I've been learning has to do with success and the journey basically versus aiming at the end product or end goal. So it's all about the journey. And so do you have any thoughts, Pam? Um, only that it's really apropos for me this week. Um, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about as I had an, an interaction that could have only been improved by changing myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the situation had, had no fault or no blame. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to change how I was behaving to make it have a better outcome. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it, was, it makes sense Good. for me. Cool, cool. <laughs> All right, so let's move. Oh, oh, to close the loop, Viktor Frankl passed away in 1997. Okay, so he's been gone for a while. Yeah, I think I knew that, but for <laughs> some reason, yeah. All right, uh, but yeah, definitely recommend 
Victor Frankl's work. And let's move on to our status. Let's check in with ourselves. And I'll start this week. I had a really good week. It's not necessarily optimal, but definitely progressed from previous weeks. And so mentally, I would say I'm at an eight. Physically, I'd say I'm at an eight. And so mentally, I, I feel very good. I'm progressing and I have my circadian rhythm synced up and uh, built up some uh, built up my sleep sleep bank, which I was in debt for over the past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. And I did kind of veer a little off course the past two nights. Stayed up a little later than I would have liked to. I got caught up with a few things, and I'm just having fun with a lot of different things. And so I've been doing a lot more research and stuff like that. But I still have my rhythms aligned. And so I'm waking up at a better hour. And even though I'm going to bed a little later than I want to. And so my entire rhythm in general is still aligned. So that's good. And I feel fine. I feel okay. I don't necessarily feel like I needed more sleep or anything like that. So I feel good. I feel alert and my cognition's working well. And so, yeah, mentally I feel good. And physically, I feel better than I have been. I worked out that impingement that I've been experiencing in my left hip. And it's a lot better. It's kind of weird walking around now and realizing that I'm not feeling that impingement. And then being mindful of that makes me feel a lot better. And of course, grateful that I'm not experiencing that pain or impingement that I kind of forgot that I had. So anyway, that's going better. And we did a two-thirds mile run this morning. Mm -hmm. And that felt great. So I hadn't, hadn't gone out for a jog or a run in like two or three weeks. Probably three or four, actually. So it felt good to get moving. And I've been joining Pam for her workouts. And to be fair, I've only been doing the warm-ups, basically. <laughs> but... I like them and they're enough of a workout for me and I'm also kind of getting back into being more active so I'm going to take things slow but those exercises felt great and my body's feeling good so I'll say an eight physically and socially I did a lot better this week as well so I'm going to say six socially and so last week my numbers were at eight, seven, and three, I believe. And this week we're saying eight, eight, and six for a total of 22. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's up from 18 last week. So it's really good. Thanks. And in terms of social, I finally caught up with my parents. And I'm oh, you did? Up. Yeah, I caught up with them yesterday. And I'm going to catch up with my brother later today. And caught up with some other friends through text messaging. And I actually got on social media in Facebook and participated in some groups that I'm in. Uh, and they're like, their music 
groups and uh, they're based on production, music production and gear as well. And I've been lurking in these groups forever, like the past year since I started doing all this stuff. And I don't know why I didn't ever post. Like I've had questions that I very well could have asked and gotten legitimate responses from probably in a more efficient manner than me just researching all this stuff myself. And I, well, most likely because I found out this week when I actually did participate that, you know, I got all these answers and even more that I hadn't even considered. And so, yeah, I just kind of basically ended up throwing the baby out with the bathwater and with my restriction of social media, I just kind of restricted a lot of potentially beneficial aspects of it. So I'm starting to work those things back in. And I mentioned live streaming last week. And so I've been testing out more things over the past week and I'm getting really excited. Uh, this is a kind of a whole new world that's opening up for me that I didn't realize how big and influential it was. And it's a totally different social aspect that I really didn't consider. Like before, I kind of perceived it more along with the gaming community, I think, in terms of live streaming. And I didn't understand why you would sit around and watch other people play games. <laughs> like That was just so weird to me. You watch other people play sports. Yeah, that's true, but yeah, I, that's an interesting <laughs> perspective. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of stumped me there. That's really interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I guess on that note, I'm starting to realize now that it's a social experience. Mm -hmm. And to your point, it's even more social than watching sports because that's just one way, you know, you're, you're watching and they don't, what's on TV, they don't know, like, they're not interacting with you. They're not responding mm -hmm. to you in any way. Yeah. Whereas with live streaming, you can have interaction with the streamer mm -hmm. and the person that you're watching. So it's actually more, there, there's more of a social experience. And that's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm realizing that it's more of a social experience uh, for, i keep saying that but for lack of a better term or another term the, you're hanging out and socializing mm -hmm. and it's n of course it's not as functional as real life but that's almost as close as you can get without socializing in, in real life mm -hmm. you know even more so than text messaging or writing on social media or or even talking on the phone like because you get the visual aspect there and you're just kind of hanging out and it's more of a relaxed environment so yeah it's is all new to me and I'm kind of discovering it and I'm seeing how fun it is basically so Getting into all that stuff. So 
I, the past two weeks, I gave myself a really low social score, and I think that really skewed things incorrectly. And I was being a little too critical of myself and my social status because like you were saying your social scores were still fairly high and you were feeling fulfilled socially Mm -hmm. and me too i mean i i just basically need you to feel fulfilled socially (laughs) but i also had been craving some other interactions and i know that i get motivated and i get uh, inspired exactly yeah inspired with various interactions and that feedback helps me and you know it feeds and nourishes my brain and so yeah that's kind of why i was more critical about my social status but i've been fulfilled so i would say like if we're fulfilled in our mental physical social aspects you probably have at least a score of six or so. So rather than the scores of two or three that I gave myself the past couple of weeks, I had at least a score of six, I would say. Okay. Yeah, those twos and threes were pretty depressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just I was just being harsh on myself because I wasn't socializing with anyone other than you. And <laughs> but yeah, I, it's not like I felt I was lacking in social stimulation. So, yeah, that's my status, and I'm sticking to that. And so, (laughs) Pam, how about you? What's your status like over the past week? Um, I had a really good week until last night uh, or yesterday. Um, So, I would say an eight um, for my mental, um, probably nine for physical. I'm finally starting to get over the shoulder and hip and knee issues that I've had for the last year. Mm. So I felt good on the run this morning. Um, my shoulder's moving much better. I'm starting to actually be able to um, work out a little harder again. Mm-hmm. And social, mm, I had a good week. I give myself a nine. Nice. That's a really okay. good week. Let's see yeah, what it was. It was a really about a 26. So yeah, a very good week. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I, that segment always takes me really long but i i i think that's okay i kind of want to get that stuff out and reflect your on therapy it. exactly exactly but anyway let's move on to the next section segment and this is where we talk about our progress with podcasting and over the past week things have been going really well i've i well i just can't believe how much more there's still to learn and I'm still learning stuff around noise reduction, which I've been learning and doing for almost a year now, which is crazy. And I'm still learning a lot with it. And it's pretty cool, the stuff that I'm able to do now. So that's exciting. And I'm still discovering new tools and stuff that may or may not improve my workflow and processes and make it more efficient. But I'm excited to try one that I just found out about last night. And so, yeah, it it has to do, it's like, I think it has like AI built in and it has some kind of 
progressive equalization feature. So yeah, I, I don't know too much about it yet, but it sounds awesome. So I'm going to start testing that out. I think there's a seven day free trial and I may talk about it more once I play around with it. But yeah, other than that, I kind of got hung up with not bad advice in terms of banking the next episode. And so I, so that's kind of what triggered or catalyzed me to go into noise reduction and, and those aspects and processes even more over the past week. And then I, so I almost got to the point where I wanted to re-record the next episode that we were going to be putting out, but then I figured out that I could clean it up and have it the, at the level that I want it. And so, yeah, think, I mean, yeah, just st still learning things and still trying to get ahead, but I'm at a much better place now where I have things on schedule and getting things in line and stuff is getting more efficient and my more, my workflow is getting more efficient. So yeah, things are going well in general and I'm having fun with it. Like everything's been positive this past week. Good. So yeah. Any notes on your end, Pam? I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, nothing's good. At least there's no negative stuff. Mm. <laughs> and I guess that's another point that I want to make. Like you don't have to improve or make progress all the time. It's okay to maintain status quo if you're in line or on a long-term trend of improvement. So, yeah, I think a lot of times we tend to get caught up in that cycle of productivity and having to be more and more productive and produce more things all the time where as, you know, there's a point of optimization where if you surpass that, you over-optimize and then you get into a point where things become unsustainable and you fall out of the momentum and then you may start finding yourself not progressing on a regular level. So yeah, I, I just think it's important to say that you don't have to keep improving all the time. It's okay to maintain your level. And that's kind of what I try to get at is to maintain that position in the momentum wave. You want to be in the middle of the wave. And another thing is that you may not see yourself improving or you may not notice improvement, which is, which could be, which could affect you mentally in terms of, you know, if you want to improve and you keep hitting it hard when you actually are and you're not seeing it. So that's, uh, you know, that's something that can talk towards being mindful and reflecting on your progress and having certain 
milestones or goals or like touch points or boundaries so you can evaluate your progress. So yeah, I don't know, just kind of went on a little, went off on a little rambling rant there. So <laughs> I don't know, does that all make sense? It does. I think that having plants is a really good way to uh -huh. keep yourself reminded of that because you'll have a plant that you like watch for months and you're like it's not doing anything uh -huh. but it is it's growing roots right. it's doing a lot of work underground that you don't see yeah and then all of a sudden it hits its growing cycle and goes nuts yeah great metaphor <laughs> perfect example okay so let's move on to the next segment and this is the weekly force cast and we'll start off with the first part which is pods bow where we <laughs> <laughs> I haven't come up with like a standard introduction for this, so I can't, I'm not like I can never remember what to say, or I don't know what to say here yet. But we're gonna recommend a podcast that inspired us over the past week, and I'll go ahead and start. So last week I accidentally mentioned Planet Money when I meant to say The Indicator, and they're both similar podcasts. I believe The Indicator spun off of Planet Money. But this week, I'll go ahead and recommend Planet Money. <laughs> and I consider Planet Money as one of the OG podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's been around for a while. I don't even know how long. Probably at least before 2010. And I don't know if it was like a regular radio segment before podcasting got big. I don't think it was. I think it became one or started out as one of the bigger podcasts. But yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, it's a great podcast, and it's been around for a while. It's an NPR podcast, so it's produced very well. And they talk about money and economics and pertinent, relevant, timely information. And the this past week, the episode that stood out to me had Sam Sanders on it, who is the host of... It's Been a Minute. It's Been a Minute, yeah. Which I don't listen to. I think I've tried a couple times, but it's just not. I'm there's just too many podcasts to listen to, <laughs> and I think it's produced well. I, I was mm -hmm. the, the content just wasn't for me. I think it was just too mainstream, something pop culture. -y. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Sam Sanders was on, and they kind of did a a what's that called like. A where you have multiple stories about the same subject. I don't know a what that collaboration compilation. It's okay. like a compilation episode. Okay. And they oh they first had Raj Chetty on, who's a Harvard economist, economics professor, and he's regarded as one of the top microeconomics scholars or minds around right now. And he's really into taking huge data sets and using data to inform behaviors and policies and stuff like that. And he, I, I believe he's very much into complex systems and he looks at things from a complex systems perspective where there's so like all these different variables that are affecting certain things. So I really like the way he does his work. And so that's one reason I like the planet money episode. And another reason is another story was 
I've, I don't remember what the story was, but Sam Sanders, I believe Sam Sanders was saying that throughout the pandemic, he's developed a routine and his schedule has become similar from day to day and he's finding comfort in that and he's ended up making the same meals and eating the same meal every single day. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking about how there's comfort in that and knowing that, you know, whatever happens that day, the next day he can expect that and he'll have that you know, at that time. And so he's developed this routine throughout this pandemic. And so I'm thinking, uh, so this is what I've been doing for the past 10 years or so. Like, so it was interesting to have that perspective where people who aren't in our positions where we've been working from home for a long time and have developed these schedules and routines that, you know, all these other people who are now getting into this situation over the past year are finding out how beneficial it is to have routine and schedule and all this stuff. And yeah, that was just kind of an interesting perspective to me and also gave me some maybe confidence per se in terms of sharing or asserting myself and my experiences in what I know because it, this, it was kind of a, maybe a, even a shock to me to hear that from someone like saying, like, uh, like thinking, of course, like, of course, that's beneficial and efficient and optimal or yeah, it's just like, I've been living in it for so long that I don't <laughs> realize that others have, you know, it's like this big revelation to them. So yeah, Planet Money. I recommend that podcast. I, it you, usually comes out like once a week or so. And do you see how the story of him creating a routine in the pandemic relates to your quote? Oh, that, that he yeah. is trying to, he's basically trying to find something that he can change and exert control over to feel comfortable in his situation. Totally. Nice cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, any podcasts stand out to you over the past week? Um, I'm going to recommend Ghost of a Podcast, done oh. by Jessica Lanyadu. Ooh, I haven't heard of that one. Well, it's an astrology podcast, but okay. you can actually completely disregard that she's talking about astrology at all, hmm. because she really focuses on personal growth and um, just like perspective on your mental health and you know behavior. And so she had an episode recently that was talking about joy being that we're in a pandemic and a lot of people are really struggling, but then there's also a lot of people that are doing great. Mm -hmm. And I talk sometimes about kind of feeling guilty that I've been so um, okay (laughs) this year, you know, really uh, done, you know, actually came up with a lot of, you know, new things and, and, and did really well this year. So she talks about um, how different people handle things differently and about that, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay to feel joy when mm-hmm. other people are um, having trouble with it. Mm-hmm. And she talks about the difference between happiness and joy and that um, happiness is, is fleeting and it's, you know, you feel moments of happiness, but joy is something that you can cultivate long-term. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think her her podcast is, is really good and you might learn something about astrology while you're listening to it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that sounds fun. All right, thanks for that. So let's move on to the next portion of the weekly forecast, and this is Lynchpin Spo, where 
Japan provides us with some inspiration from the planets or the stars or the cards or herself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a whole thing prepared and then I got Mercury retrograded.、Um, I、uh, wrote、Mercury. it all up. It, uh, it disappeared. So, we're going to do this on the fly.、Uh, so, this week we have the sun moving into Pisces. So, it's sort of Pisces season on February 19th, and that will last until March 20th. And、uh, also on February 20th, we have the end of Mercury retrograde. So, we kind of have two big things happening right there on the 19th and 20th. February, so, Pisces. Sorry, February 20th is the end of Mercury? At the end of the retrograde period, yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs>、um, so, Pisces is the last sign in the astrological calendar. So, it's the end of the cycle. And、um, it's, you can think of it as like that time of year. It's, it's、um, you know, the end of winter, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, because March 20th, the end of Pisces.、Uh, Season is also the spring equinox or the vernal equinox、okay. when the sun moves over the equator and starts spring、right. in the northern hemisphere. So, this period of Pisces is the end of winter. You're not quite to spring yet, but you can like feel that it's coming. Like maybe there's still snow on the ground, it's still cold, but you get a couple of those really warm days where you're like, oh, like spring's coming. Like、mm-hmm. we're almost out of this, but you can't quite move forward yet. So this is like a time to review and reflect and think about what you learned over the last year and what you want to integrate before we move into that next season. And the, the symbol for Pisces. Is two fish that are tied together swimming in opposite directions.、Mm-hmm. So it's reminding you of the duality of、mm-hmm. past versus future or reality versus fantasy. Like、mm-hmm. we have all of those things happening at all times and we're constantly being pulled、yeah. in both directions. So you want to think about what you need to bring with you from the past to move into the future and what you need to. Let go of to be able to move forward. Because if you don't keep both sides in mind, you just swim in a circle, right?、Mm-hmm. Two fish tied together that are trying to swim, they're just going to end up in a circle instead、mm-hmm. of being able to make progress one direction or another.、Right. So even if you don't believe in astrology or you think that everything that I'm saying is crazy,、mm-hmm. seasonally, we are in that same period with winter ending, spring starting soon. We're about to move into a growth phase. So this is that pause before you move into that growth phase. These are the roots under the plant that we were talking about earlier,、mm-hmm. where you want to, you maybe aren't making progress right now, but you can start planning for it and you can start getting ready for spring coming in March. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for that, Pam. And that brings us to the end of our session today. So, do you have anything else you want to say before we leave off? Nope. All right. Well, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, where I am at Pamela underscore Lund. And you might be able to find me on Twitter at CKDisco. So, thank you, Pam, for joining me as always. Thank you, listeners, for joining me this week. And I hope you all come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo! I'm Pamela Lund. And I'm CK Chung. And we're the hosts of Not Bad Advice, a show about universally good life advice that you can use right away no matter who you are. 
On Not Bad Advice, we take one aspect of life and show you how to look at it with a new perspective so you can make meaningful change wherever you need it. Want to build healthier habits? Or feel more confident? Or worry less? Or get better with money? We've got you covered. One of the most beneficial things you can do, just in general in life, is to get curious about yourself. We spend a lot of time judging and criticizing ourselves, but we don't spend enough time neutrally observing how we think and feel and why we think and feel those ways. You might be able to punish yourself into achieving a goal, and you might be able to find a shortcut that will get you there faster. But if the thing you're trying to achieve is something that you'll need to sustain long-term, suffering and shortcuts will both sabotage your success. There's a smarter way to achieve sustainable results that will make you happier and healthier at the same time. Money is just not transactional like we're taught. It is deeply personal. And a key step in taking control of your financial future is uncovering how money makes you feel, why it makes you feel that way, and how to feel the way you want instead. You have much bigger and better things to do with your resources. And the more that you believe that, and the more mindful that you can be, the more you can train your brain to let go of the things that are out of your control. And this need for control will never go away, no matter how much you work at it. But having the awareness that this kind of anxiety spiral is actually an attempt for you to feel in control can help you step out of it. transition to the part of the show where I shuffle a deck of oracle cards and pull a card to see how that card can relate to what we talked about today. I like doing this because it gives me a visual to associate with the topic and when I have a visual it makes it easier to remember the perspective and integrate it into my day. So let's see what the nocturnal oracle deck has to offer as a visual for being kinder to ourselves as we develop new of us as the friends who always give you good practical advice when you need it. Subscribe to Not Bad Advice wherever you get podcasts and visit forcesofequal.com slash not bad advice for more information.